Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following program is being shortwaved overseas by the Armed Forces Radio Service. C-O-L-G-A-T-E, Colgate presents Bill Stern. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen, you'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern speaking and bringing you the 300th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest tonight is the lovely singing star, Miss Joan Edwards. But first, real one. In many sports, you'd have a hard time naming the outstanding player of all time, but in tennis, that's easy. The title goes unquestionably to Big Bill Tilden. And when it comes to a shave cream, Big Bill Tilden gives the title to Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. Here's what he says. Writing a testimonial for Colgate Brushless is going to be fun. I'm that enthusiastic about the soothing way it shaves my easily irritated skin. It's one brushless cream that stays moist all the way through a shave. Never dries out or leaves your skin feeling crusty or sore. It's an ace with me. Cordially, Bill Tilden. You know, my idea of a cheerful pin-up of Big Bill Tilden with his chin-up, naturally it'd be a picture taken after he uses Colgate Brushless Shave Cream, for Colgate Brushless gives a shaving performance that'll put a grin on any man's chin, especially if you have sensitive skin and tough whiskers. After your Colgate Brushless Shave, your face has an all-out feeling of comfort, no smarting or stinging. And for the flying finale, you rinse Colgate Brushless off your face and razor in a jiffy, because it's neither gummy nor greasy. So what's keeping you from trying Colgate Brushless? What's keeping you from enjoying the shave cream of champions? If you don't like it, you needn't lose a dime. Just send the top of the carton to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Zone 2, Jersey City, New Jersey, and I'll see that you get double your money back. Get that big, nine-ounce, economy-sized jar of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream and get it tonight. Real two. Portrait of a prize fighter's protege. This is the story of John L. Sullivan. Many people say that John L. Sullivan was the greatest heavyweight champion this country's ever had. But let me begin his story back in the beginning. John L. Sullivan came out of Boston where by the sheer brute power he wrote boxing history as he battled his way from obscurity to the heavyweight championship of the world. After he won that heavyweight championship, he became the most famous man in America. In fact, at the height of his popularity, John L. Sullivan was so much in demand that he appeared on the stage in vaudeville. One day during his vaudeville engagement, he stopped on the street to buy a newspaper from a ragged little newsboy. The newsboy immediately recognized the famous John L. Sullivan, for it was the newsboy who said... Gee, mister, you're the great John L. Sullivan, ain't you? That I am, my lad. Well, listen, Mr. Sullivan, I never saw you fight, but I did see you in vaudeville the other day. Would you do me a big favor? Well, now, Sonny, that depends upon what it is. Look, Mr. Sullivan, I know I'm only a nosebleed, but I can sing, honest I can. Only nobody will give me a chance to sing. Now, if you'd go to the manager of the theater where you're playing now, maybe if you asked him to, he'd listen to me sing and give me a job. 
John L. Sullivan liked that little newsboy, and he did take the youngster back to the theater with him. And the little newsboy really could sing. In fact, that little newsboy sang so well that John L. Sullivan hired that youngster to sing in his act. And so it was that a young newsboy went on the vaudeville stage with a great John L. Sullivan. After a while, though, John L. Sullivan's popularity began to wane. He lost his championship, and he stopped appearing in vaudeville. But what of the little newsboy that John L. Sullivan had started on the stage? Well, that little newsboy stayed on the stage. Stayed on the stage to become a great star in his own right. For that little newsboy was Gus Edward. <laughs> Gus Edwards can never be forgotten. He did become a great star. The greatest star in vaudeville of some 30 long years ago. But he never forgot how he'd once been given his chance when he was an unknown youngster. And he promised to repay this debt by giving other youngsters the same chance that he'd had. It was Gus Edwards who found such a youngster and gave him that chance. This youngster was later to become famous as George Jessel. And it was Gus Edwards who found another unknown youngster named Eddie Cantor. And it was Gus Edwards who found still another unknown youngster named Walter Winchell. But Gus Edwards was only beginning. It was he who found Ray Bolger, Hildegard, and Joan Edwards. In fact, of all the stars Gus Edwards discovered, I think he's proudest of Joan Edwards. You know her as a great singing star. But Gus Edwards knows her as his own flesh and blood, for she's his niece. And she's in the studio right here with us now. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is, the famous singing star of radio, Miss Joan Edwards. Thank you, Bill. And thanks for the splendid tribute to my Uncle Gus Edwards. It's true he did discover all the stars you named. And he discovered a great star in you, Joan. Let's talk about you. Do you like sports? I do indeed, Bill. My favorite sports are ice skating, bicycling, and swimming. Ah, it seems to me I've seen pictures of you in a bathing suit. <laughs> Weren't you chosen a pinup girl for New York University? Well, something like that. But let's get back to your story of my uncle, Gus Edwards. You mean there's more to that story, Joan? Yes, there is, Bill. And since he's listening right now in California to this program, perhaps I ought to finish the story. Oh, how do you mean, finish it? I mean, there's one thing you forgot. You told how Gus Edwards discovered the greatest stars on Broadway and how he never would have discovered these stars if he himself had not been given his own start by the heavyweight champion John L. Sullivan. But you did not tell how Gus Edwards repaid that debt. And just how did he repay that debt? By vowing that since a prizefighter had given him his chance, he'd someday give another youngster a chance to become a prizefighter. And did he, Joan? Yes, he did. For one day on one of his vaudeville tours, Gus Edwards was playing the Western Circuit when he met a youngster who wanted to become a prize fighter. And Gus Edwards did get this youngster started. And who was this youngster? He was destined to become the heavyweight champion of the world. His name, Jack Dempsey. Thank you very much, Joan Edwards. And thanks for finishing the story of your Uncle Gus Edwards, who's listening in right now in California. He must be very proud to have discovered the greatest stars on Broadway. George Jessel, Walter Winchell, Eddie Cantor, and a great prize fighter named Jack Dempsey. And yet none of this would have come to pass if it all hadn't started years ago with another prize fighter named John L. Sullivan. A prize fighter who began this strange story of Broadway. Portrait of 
Miller's protege. Real three. Profile of an acrobat. This is the legend of a typical American youngster. His name was Brown, and his story is the story of America. But this youngster named Brown, like other American youngsters, loved to go to the circus. And he loved to watch the circus acrobats. Until one day, this youngster named Brown ran away from his home. He ran away determined that he, too, would someday become a circus acrobat. And he'd work up high on the flying trapeze. And he did. He became a good acrobat. So good that after three years with a circus, this youngster named Brown was being featured. But Brown was unlucky. First he fell and he broke his wrist. Two months later he fell again and this time he broke his arm. Next came a broken collarbone, then a broken shoulder. But still Brown refused to quit. Twenty-one times in those three years, Brown was injured in serious accidents. But each time, as soon as he'd get well, he'd go right back to work. Until one day he perfected a new trick. The announcer told the audience, Ladies and gentlemen! Ladies and gentlemen! Watch the man on the middle trapeze! He will attempt a trick never done before! A triple somersault in midair from one flying trapeze to another! And please notice, there is no net below him. Are you ready? Let it go! The trapeze began to swing faster and faster. Brown was hanging on only by his feet. He was getting ready. One more swing and he let go. Now he was ready. He released his hold. He began to turn in midair. Once, twice, three times. He'd done the trick. Now all he had to do was catch the other trapeze. He reached out. His fingers touched the flying bar, but he couldn't quite grab it. He missed. He began to fall. He was coming down faster and faster. Men yelled. Women screamed. That was the last trick Brown ever performed. His fall broke both his legs. When he finally was released from the hospital, he gave up being an acrobat. But he didn't give up athletics. For next, he turned to baseball. Professional baseball. He was a good ball player, too. Good enough to play third base in the old Midwestern Central League. And he might have gone on playing professional baseball if one day in a game, a player named Wilson had not slid into him so hard that both Brown and Wilson wound up in a hospital. And there, in that hospital, Wilson and Brown became good friends. And Wilson revealed that he was only playing professional baseball until he could get into college. That baseball was to be no career for him. And Wilson persuaded Brown to give up baseball, too. And yet... I don't think Brown's ever been very sorry that he did take Wilson's advice and give up baseball. Because, you see, Brown is far better known today as the famous movie star, Joe E. Brown. That's the story of the famous comedian, Joey Brown, who began as an acrobat and then became a baseball player, only to give up baseball because of a collision with another ball player named Wilson. And yet Wilson... Wilson wasn't really this other ball player's right name. No, Wilson was only the name under which he was playing professional baseball. He's much better known today under his real name, which is Dwight Eisenhower. And so, thanks to General Dwight Eisenhower, Joey Brown is today a world-famous movie star, but that's still not the end of the story. On that same baseball team that Dwight Eisenhower and Joey Brown both played, there was a young team mascot, the Bat Boy, who was trying to get enough money for a musical education. And when Joey Brown, the movie star, became famous, he gave that youngster the money for his education, never dreaming that this youngster would someday startle the world by writing one of the loveliest songs ever written. But that youngster did. 
For his name, name was Hoagie Carmichael. And it was he who was destined to write the most popular song that ever has been written, the never-to-be-forgotten Stardust. My Stardust melody, the memory of love's refrain. baseball team that gave the world a five-star general, a movie star, and stardust. Real four, Charles F. McCarthy. Quick, clean, and close. That's a champion shave, gentlemen. The kind of shave you enjoy with Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. For this rich, fluffy cream quickly softens the most stubborn beard down to the skin line, letting your razor cut close and clean without snagging, without after-irritation. Yes, sir, your face is knee-deep in shaving comfort when Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is on the job. And believe me, it stays on the job. No drying out or quitting halfway through. Then, because it's not greasy or gooey, it washes off your face and your razor in almost nothing flat. If you get a jumbo jar of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream tonight, you'll enjoy topmost shaving comfort tomorrow. And now, back to Bill Stern. Real 5, Colgate Candid Camera catches the story behind the story. Exclusive Hollywood, California. The life of Sonia Henney will be made into a movie. However, Miss Henney herself will not play the lead. She was told, sorry, you're not the type. And that's the 3 mark for tonight. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest next Friday evening will be the lovely movie star, Miss Evelyn Keyes. So be sure and be with us next Friday night at our usual time when we present as our guest from Hollywood, the Columbia Picture star, Miss Evelyn Keyes. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. And now until this very same time next Friday night, this is Bill Stern for Colgate Shave Cream wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man had lost to say. He told you tales of sports heroes, the inside dope you really know. So listen in next Friday night, C-O-L-G-A-T-E. No, ladies, no, you can't stop saving waste fat. It's necessary for making scores of military supplies, medicines, and soaps for the battlefront and home front. Save it, sell it. Get four cents a pound plus two red points from your butcher. If you live in a small city or community, call your county or home demonstration agent immediately. Don't waste. Waste fats. This is the National Broadcasting Company.